In this episode of The Shortcast, Professor Judith Fridovich-Kyle discusses acute and early developmental outcomes of children with Duarte galactosemia, first published in December 2021. I am very happy to tell you about our recent study. And to put this in context, Duarte galactosemia is a variant of GALT deficiency that in uh, much of the United States is present about one in 4,000 live births. So it's, it's much more common than classic galactosemia. And a few years ago, we published a paper where we had done direct assessment of 350 children, of whom 206 have Duarte galactosemia, 144 were unaffected siblings from the same families. All of these cases with Duarte galactosemia had been identified as newborns. And we did assessments looking at 73 different developmental outcomes to ask, do we see any evidence of problems relative to the controls? And do we see any evidence that those who drank milk as babies have any greater severity of outcome than those who drank a low galactose formula. And this study was really done to address a, a, a long-standing controversy really in the field of whether children with Duarte galactosemia were at increased risk for any kind of long-term developmental problems. And does dietary restriction of milk, which generally means don't breastfeed the child, put them on soy formula, is that doing any good? Is that changing anything? And the answer was, there was absolutely no difference. I mean, there was no difference in any of the 73 developmental outcomes that we measured, and these fell into five different developmental domains. So we, you know, we, we really did the full court spread here. But when we published it, we only talked about children who were between six and 12 years old. And there, there was a reason why we had picked that, that age range. But our paper left unanswered the question of whether these children might be at increased risk for either acute symptoms as babies or maybe early developmental problems that would somehow resolve before they were six. And in fact, we had asked the parents um, retrospective questions about their child's experiences as an infant or as a toddler or a very young child. And it was becoming very evident to me that we really needed to get these data out there. So, so that's what this most recent paper talks about. And so we had surveys filled out by parents. Again, their child was between six and 12 years old at the time that they filled out that survey. But we asked them questions about their child's infancy. We asked, did they drink milk or did they drink low galactose formula? And we asked if they had any acute symptoms. Did they have jaundice? Did they have diarrhea? Did they have vomiting in excess of, of what you would normally see in, in a healthy baby? And so we had all of those data. And then we also asked parents, did your child, when they were between birth and three years old, receive any what's called early intervention? You know, basically a subsidized or free program where the child can get speech therapy or occupational therapy or other types of intervention intended to help them avoid or minimize whatever challenges they are experiencing or considered at risk for experiencing. So we asked, did your child participate in early intervention? And if so, what, what were the indications listed? And then we also asked when your child was between three and five, did they receive any special services? Um, so we had information, again, from 350 kids, 206 with Duarte galactosemia and 144 unaffected siblings from the same families. And the answer was, there was absolutely no difference in the prevalence of either acute symptoms 
or receipt of early intervention or receipt of preschool intervention between the cases and the controls. And we also checked whether there was any difference between the cases who had been switched to a local lactose formula as neonates versus those who had been allowed to continue drinking milk. And so there were no statistically significant differences for any of these groups. We did also notice an interesting observation, which was just among kids born and diagnosed with galactosemia in the neonatal period, those who had been switched to a local lactose formula actually were about twice as likely to have received early intervention services and preschool intervention services than those who had continued to drink milk. So it was like the opposite of the effect that you would have predicted if, in fact, milk was contraindicated for these kids. And again, it was not a statistically significant difference. And I've scratched my head about that one a lot. And you know, speaking as a parent, the, the only conclusion that I could realistically come up with is you were breastfeeding your child and you got a phone call a week or so after the baby was born saying your child has an out of range result. It might be false positive. It might be a true positive. You can't tell from the screen. They need to immediately stop giving the child milk just in case because it might be bad for them. Switch them to local lactose formula, bring the child in for follow-up diagnostic testing. And that's a really scary thing for a parent to go through. And so they would have probably about a two-week period not knowing what the future held for their child. And then some of these parents would be notified, your child has dwarfed galactosemia, but don't worry, you can feed the child milk. It's not classic galactosemia, no worries. The other set of parents were told, galactose might be bad for your baby, and you really need to keep them off of milk and keep them on low galactose formula until they're a year old, and then we'll do this thing called a galactose challenge, and we might be able to let them go back on galactose. But galactose could be bad for your baby. And I can only imagine that there is some long-term consequence in the parent's mind that they're going to keep worrying about their baby. And so if they're able to get intervention services for their child, they're probably more motivated to seek them out, whether or not the child actually is showing problems. So, I mean, that was the only explanation that I could come up with. Maybe, maybe there's some other explanation that I would you know, love to hear if someone else ha has a thought. That's, in a nutshell, our story. And we certainly were not surprised by this result, but I think it was important to put it out there in the public domain because there were parents and healthcare providers who were still really worried about, well, okay, by the time they're 6 to 12, maybe it doesn't matter if we fed them milk or local lactose formula, but what about when they're a baby? What about when they're a young child? So I think this also helps to answer that question. So if you would like to read more about this study, please look for the link where you have found this podcast. And thank you so much for listening to the podcast. 